I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And and sometimes sometimes other other shit. So last episode, Stanley, you were very hyped to get into this Gina Rodriguez stuff. Well, not that I was very hyped. I think it was... You were hyped. Yes. I mean, I think it was was very fitting, you know, with what we were talking about. It sort of fit right in. Yes, racism, which is, I think, (laughs) you know, we're always going to talk about that. It's always going to be sprinkled. You know, we'll we'll have some lighter... As long as it's in the backdrop of our lives. Exactly. I think it it, it should be acknowledged. Yes, because it's always going to be in the backdrop of our lives. But uh, yes, I wanted, I was ringing up the Gina Rodriguez, um, who's an actress from Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, She's in that new movie, Ms. Bala. Yes, also. which is coming. I haven't seen the previews about it, and I I don't know that much about it. Oh, I know really? It's a big I've deal. seen those horrible previews every Oh, year. well, because... Oh, this movie looks bad? Yeah. Um, okay, it looks bad to me. Hold on, what is it about? Is, it her, is she an action star or something? Yes. She... Her friend gets kidnapped... They're in like Mexico or something, mm-hmm. Colombia or something like that. Her friend gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and I guess she's going to be sold into like sex slavery or something. And she needs to go and find her and free her. And so she knows where her friend is. She's got to try to get her out. But the guys who have the friend basically, they I don't know, like they kidnap her and they they turn her into they basically recruit her. To help them, but then she got nabbed by the cops already, so she's a double agent. <laughs> so she's actually working with the cops to sort of get her friend out, mm-hmm. but kind of not really. She's kind of work. She basically, from what I can tell, is that she's gonna work for both angles just to free her and her friend. So the criminals think that she's on their side, the cops think that she's on their side, but she's only on her own side because she needs to get her friend out, her and her friend out. And then there's one guy who suspects that she's been working with the cops so we'll see what happens she's doing a lot of gun toting and I love like, like, shit. so is it because i know it's important because it is um a, a, a person of latino descent um sort of leading this movie mm-hmm. and you know there isn't a lot of representation you know within the latino community so i can understand right. this is I wonder if it's one of those things that lots of people are going to see, like we have with black movies, when we're like, hell yeah, yeah and we, we just look, be like, that don't look that great, but we got to support Yeah, we got to support it. You yes. know how it is. I, I mean, for sure, I think people should go and see it just for the support factor. Um, I do think it sucks, though, that the movies sometimes aren't that good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you are forced to go and see it to support. And of course, if you say that the movie's bad, everyone's going to jump down your throat. Because that's not very supportive. Oh. And that sucks because you should be able to still be objective about the quality of the work. And eh. I don't feel bad about that because I've seen lots of black movies just because they star black people. And some of them, not all of them, some of them have sucked. And I say, that movie sucks. But I gave them my dollar, so I'm I'm okay with giving my opinion about it. Look, I paid for the movie. That means that hopefully it will, uh, the industry will realize that. Black people can leave vehicles, leave those movies, and we will go see them. They will make more better right, things, but, hopefully, but in the future. But that's the problem. Then they don't make better stuff. Then they <laughs> think, ooh, this movie made lots of money. People were super into this. That's true. Let's make a whole bunch more of this Fast and Furious franchise. Well, then I feel like, too, just movies in general. How, what type of movie? Because overall, the movies that come out, how, how many of them do we feel like are great movies? You know, even just... On, on the whole. I think so then, I have a very different perspective than the average person when mm-hmm. it comes to that kind of stuff anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I would say I'm in the minority. So, okay. I usually just stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. I mind my business. I don't say anything. Like, we just went and saw What Men Want. 
with Taraji P. Henson mm-hmm. and Aldous Hodge. And I thought it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, but I also knew what to expect from that movie. Yes. I wasn't expecting some super prolific Oscar, you know, it, it was just going to be goofy and funny and silly. Mm-hmm. Tracy Morgan was in it, so you already knew. You know, and it yeah. was funny and fun, and of course, you know, there's always going to be that little part that's supposed to pull at your heartstrings. Of course, of course, I-, I could do without that. I would love it if they didn't include that in movies and just made the whole thing just stupid funny. Yeah, I would agree as well. Just yeah. be stupid and funny, mm-hmm. and then people just get over shit and move on. Yeah, I would love it. If I would that love that happen. as well. Yeah, um, but whatever it was, what it was. I thought the movie was really cute. I'm very glad for them. Um, I will say this though. Is it me and Daraji don't play the same character in all those romantic comedies? She plays the same character, but she also always has the same hairstyle. I was like, <laughs> she loves a bob. They do not diversify she her a look at all. She loves a bob. Maybe she. I was like, this is exactly the character that she was in Think Like a Man. She had a bob. <laughs> Hey well, there. she I think she posted on her Instagram, she's like, I can't get away from a bob. And she showed, or maybe someone else mentioned it, she showed, like, all the pictures of her having a bob throughout her career. Perhaps. Yeah. Because I just, I was watching and I was like, aside from the fact that she plays the same character, why she gotta have the same hair? I was like, <laughs> damn, mix it up. Give us another color or something. Okay. I, I do, yeah. I do like her, though. I've always liked her. Oh, yeah. She's fun and yeah, she's, she's funny. Fun. She's a good actress. She I mean, is she's a good actress. actress. I think that her, she plays the same role because she plays it well. Mm-hmm. And it's always that very relatable. And I think um, there was a moment in the movie where she said something. And I was like, that dialogue wasn't even all that great. But mm-hmm. the way that they delivered it was good. The chemistry was good. Yeah. And I thought she did a great job. Yeah, um, she was. With the, such a simple role. Yeah. The first time I saw her was in Baby Boy, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't say I could. I thought the movie was entertaining. I didn't love every. I thought the movie was entertaining, but I do definitely remember liking her a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a great job in that movie. She was very convincing, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen a lot of. I didn't see the the hustler. What is that? The hustler thing. Hustler or, flow. I did never saw that, and I know did people I said she was good. In, I think it's hustler flow with Terrence Howard. And <laughs> yes, I know people said that was good, but yes. I never saw that. Yeah, she was good. She's a great actress. She's a good actress. She is. Yeah. yeah. I like her. Well, Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. <laughs> hopefully, you know, she's a, a great actress as and well. And I like Gina Rodriguez. And hopefully we'll be sort of on that trajectory. But I think that the controversy surrounding the things that she's been saying lately will sort of mar that a little bit. Yeah. And I'm hoping it doesn't because I don't think that what she's saying is wrong. Exactly. I think it's just not showing up at the best time. Yeah. It's not <laughs> showing just, up at the best time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she doesn't have the platform to sort of really explain what she means. They're not going to sit down and have a roundtable discussion. She's going to have an interview about someone and someone's going to pop in the question. So, how do you feel about the recent controversy of what you know, this community is saying about you and she's going to have maybe 20 seconds to sort of form an opinion. Right. And, and maybe she was prepped before, I'm sure, because they sort of vet questions. They know what they're going to be asked mm-hmm. before they do interviews. So maybe, but it's just like, how is she really going to have a conversation about what she said? Uh, and certain things that she said. But and, she should do exactly that. Have a conversation about yeah. it. Yeah. Hit up, hit up Jada. Get yeah. on Red Table. And maybe she something. will. You know what I mean? Like, purposefully sit down just to have that conversation the thing that bothers me about this is that i can understand her frustration Mm -hmm. in the fact that 
people will say, well, this isn't the time or place to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, the fuck it is. Yeah. This, every time I show up on anybody's red carpet, anybody's show, anybody's anything, this is the time and place to yeah. talk about it. You don't get to tell me that my plight or the dis- disenfranchisement of an entire group of people, mm-hmm. Latino women, has to be pushed to the side to bring other plight to the forefront. That's true. There's no reason why we can't talk about those things in the same space, yeah. in the same breath. I think the issue is that she doesn't have the support and the relationships already mm-hmm. that folks are trying to shade her mm-hmm. <laughs> when she brings it up. And she also isn't bringing it up in the best way. Yeah. And she might just need a little help and a little guidance with how to be a little more eloquent about it. Yeah. But the problem, too, like... For example, the Yara Shahidi yes. thing, mm-hmm. where they were in an interview together. Together, yes. And the, the journalist says the journalist about, said looked at um, Yara, who's the young black actress on um, on Black Issue, and now she has her own spinoff, Grownish. Right. And she's multi-racial. Her father is her mother's black, um, and her father is I don't know where her father's from, but her father is not black. I didn't know that she was. Yeah, he's racial. he's. Um, Anyway, she's clearly a black woman. She's mm-hmm. clearly, though, a black woman. And she's yeah. been very vocal about sort of civil and, 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 and equal rights amongst people of color. She's very well-spoken, this young girl. And so the interview um, interviewer who was black, a journalist who was black, a black man, said to Yara, Yara, it's so great to see you. You know, you're such an example for black women. And then Gina Rodriguez sort of interjected and said, all women, all women. And he said, yes. But particularly for black women, for young black girls, you are an example. He sort of, and then Yara answered the question. And so that had come after uh, another incident where um, Gina Rodriguez had posted a picture about, uh, posted a picture on Instagram about sort of this summit or a conversation amongst Latino actresses in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And none of them were dark skinned, which there aren't a lot of them. So right, them which is why she shouldn't have gotten so much flack. Yeah. For the women not look for none of those women looking Afro Latino because yeah. that's not a her thing. That's a Hollywood has a problem thing. Yeah, and then they're only is exactly the conversation she's trying to have. Yeah, and then they would, and then some people were just like, "Well, Zoe's Ald- so Zoe Saldana wasn't invited. Uh, no, I'm sorry, wasn't there." And then the girl from Orange Is the New Black, Dasha, uh-uh. who, who wasn't there, and she said that she wasn't invited. Right. Apparently, she came out and said she wasn't invited. And my thing is. That's one person, and it may just be an issue of who you're friends with in Hollywood, and maybe they right. didn't know. You know, whatever. I don't know the the, the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And there definitely is an issue of colorism in the Latino community. We know that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's not where Gina's coming from. I think she also had the, another incident, which I'll explain more, was about her about Black Panther uh, being sort of this big, huge hit. And then so she said, Marvel, big ups to you guys. You guys are doing wonderful work. But what about the Latinos, though? What about our representation? And I feel like that was okay for her to do that. I don't think she was putting down the black people. Uh, it's just like, listen, let's make this known. We still have more work to do, you know, within this other community. Right. And she also said on the roundtable, she had this um, Hollywood Reporter um, interview she had with uh, other actresses um, like um, the, the, the Emma Roberts and Gabrielle Union and another um, woman who I'm forgetting her name. She said, you know, basically, you know, there's a pay disparity in Hollywood, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, white women are paid more than black women. Black women are paid more than Asian women. Asian women are paid more than Latino women. And she's, you know, basically just pointing out the scale, you know, difference. Mm-hmm. And I think she was, to me, she was just trying to highlight, yes, how far we have to go. You know, black people have, and some people were like, well, you can't stand on the, the backs of black people who are trying to fight for this and go, well, what about us? 
what about this? What about this? No, so we certain, have to stand together. We have to stand it together. shouldn't be an issue. They sh- she shouldn't even feel like she has to stand on someone else's shoulders or the backs of someone because we should be having that conversation yes. in conjunction with. In conjunction, yeah. Because it's not like it's something we don't know is happening. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, delivery and timing is everything. Is everything. So the whole thing with Yara... Instead of cutting the reporter off, which is now, A, as a journalist, let me tell you, all you did was piss the journalist mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm. You cut them off to do that little thing. She should have waited until Yara answered the question. And she should have turned and said, honestly, I'm extremely proud of you, too, because I think it is amazing what you're doing. You are an inspiration for black women. But I'd also say just for women in general, mm-hmm. because as a Latina woman, woman, I didn't have a lot of Latina examples to Mm -hmm. look to and black women were that for me. And so I think that there are definitely a lot of Latina girls out there who are looking at you as an example because there aren't as many Latina women on the screen. That should have been Mm -hmm. the response. Yeah. Versus like it's if, if because people are taking it as, as an act of aggression Mm -hmm. and when it's an act of aggression against another minority group, that's when it becomes a huge issue. And then the thing with Black Panther, and it was like, well, girl, that movie was about a nation in Africa. Mm -hmm. So there weren't going to be any Hispanic people in there. No, no, I think she she meant sort of Latino, like when when a Latino is going to have their representation and within a Marvel movie or or be able to spearhead a major motion picture. And I think it was an issue of timing. Again, it was an issue... Or the way that you finesse it, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of saying, but what about the Latinos? Just be like, this movie was amazing... You know, let me know when y'all ready to shoot X, Y, Z, blah, 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 Gina Rodriguez as mm-hmm. such and such character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's... And making it very clear that you're saying we need to do this Latino representation yeah. the same way we did the black representation. So way you finesse it. I think that's important that you say that is so like, so on point. You need to be like a PR publicist or whatever <laughs> to some of these people. Because, but I do think, and, and I defend her, I think that she's not, I think some... I honestly feel like I don't know her, obviously. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's how she feels. I think there probably is a little bit of anger and frustration with other minority communities and because they're getting so much further, maybe she doesn't feel like they're sort of going they're about the cause. Behind. They're leaving them behind. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like there is... That, and, and, and in America, it is very much about a conversation between black and white and a pe- some people feel like they get lost in the middle. And, and, and we that's just, get pitted against each other yeah, a lot as minorities, too, when they say, well, we can give one of you, so which one will it be? Exactly. Fight it out. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. And the only, the only way we can really... Because, I mean, we need white people, too. White people need us. And we're all a country. We're all existing in this world mm-hmm. together. But I think, yeah, the the wrong thing to do is to definitely, yeah, go about it Go about it where you're, you're kind of looking at one person's struggle and going, oh, but well, they get that. But when am I going to get what I need? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and it's just like, no, appreciate us for what we're doing. And then you can help us and we can all help each other. It's just. But I think that the issue is that the people, obviously, black people still don't have a lot of control and they don't have a lot of say. And it goes back to what you were saying last week about your job, but you didn't feel secure enough in your position to open the door for someone mm-hmm. else. And so that's why you were very, no new friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a lot of what it is, is that black folks are just like, look, we're just trying to fight for our thing right now. I'm sorry. Like we can't help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're trying to help ourselves. And I think to some extent it, that it can't be that way. No, like, I it's, don't think it's it problematic. It can't be that way. We have to be able to say, yes, you are right. And you know what? We need to include that in the conversation because it doesn't take, 
much to include that in the conversation. No, it doesn't. Right? Just do a little homework, do a little research. So if I'm on the, the red carpet with Gina Rodriguez and she does that, and I think it's inappropriate, and I think it's not the timing, mm-hmm. but I do know that she's right, then why can't I, as someone in the public eye, as a black person that has this platform, turn and say, you know what? I appreciate you bringing that up because I think it's something that we don't always think about when we're working towards our own stuff. And I appreciate that. Let's powwow. And do it in front of the camera. Like, like grab me before we leave tonight. Let's powwow yeah. and let's try to figure something out. Where we can get some women or we can get some folks together to address this so that we're coming at both of these things exactly. at the same time with the same passion, with the same fervor. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that you guys should be left out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. You are our sisters and... We are going through a lot of the same things. Yeah. The same colorism that exists in the black community exists in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. And I don't deny, and I totally believe that you're getting paid less and we're getting objectified in the same ways. We're being hypersexualized in the mm-hmm. same ways. We're, we're actually being treated the same in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. And we should be fighting this fight together. Versus saying, well, you have your fight, I have my fight, let me get my fight done, then girl, we'll make room for you. That's, that's, that's bullshit. No, it's, it's And you bullshit. can't expect someone to be okay with that. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be. No, we wouldn't be. And I, but I do think, I mean, Hollywood is sort of a micro, in certain ways, is a micro, what, cosm, what is it? Uh, like, yeah, of the world. of the world. Or of the country. Of the country, excuse me. And you do see that a lot where, you know, there's a black film there aren't as many Latino people on it. And a lot in communities where urban communities, those two groups of people usually are side by side. There mm-hmm. aren't, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like you have your Latinos and your people of African descent, blacks living very much together. And I think that needs to be more, more, more unity, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, more unity. And I don't want to go into other things. But well, what are these other things? Well, think, Why are you holding back? Well, I think I'm holding back because I think with a little bit of what what makes me, the Gina Rodriguez makes me think of is the racism that black people get from Latino people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no one wants to be black. And, no one, and I feel like that's maybe a small component of it, but it makes me when she's, I don't think she's anti-black. I don't think... I think she's very much down for equality and she wants things to work. Uh, but I do feel like there's some frustration that black people have are doing certain things and not inclusive of Latino people. But then in the back of her head, she's thinking, black people, you sh- we should be there. We sh- Y'all, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's, there's this sort of thing about black because we aren't worth it. Right. That's what I feel like. There's a certain value that she places on black. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not true. But I feel like certain people get, other minority groups get mad at black people because we're doing certain things because they feel like they're better. They should be having those things. Yeah. We're not worthy of them. It's certainly not worthy before them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I didn't even think about that. That's what I think sometimes. And that's not the way I want to be. It makes me sad. It's because, I don't know. I just but I think that, uh, you know, if you ask a lot of black people, you know, they will say that they have experienced racism at the hands of a Latino person. But I think that it's it's refreshing to see that most black people don't look at Latino people in that same light. Exactly. And that they won't say, oh, Latinos are racist. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they will just blanket it say, blanketedly say, like, white people are racist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes even hear people say, oh, Asians are racist. Yeah. Towards black people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think a lot of us, because we did grow up in communities so closely with each other, have had those incidences. Mm-hmm. 
But then because we grew up so closely with each other, realized that that was that person. Yeah. And that whatever was, issues they exactly. have or they have in their household. But that's not most of the Latinos that I know. It, and that's and I think that's so important that you say that too, because I think that's true. And I think it's also the Latino community being also very diverse, where mm-hmm. you have communities of, you know, whether it be Puerto Ricans or Cubans or Peruvians or whoever, Costa Ricans, they also run, their complexions run the gamut, where they have very much an African influence in their communities, where some of them are lighter and some of them are darker, and they oh, yeah. also live side by side. So a lot of the issues that they face within their own are very similar to oh, what yeah. the, the well, issues that we you, have. I don't know if you watched Love & Hip Hop Miami, but you know the whole first season, I would say, was basically rooted in this thing of um, Amara La Negra oh, versus yes. Veronica Vega. Mm-hmm. You know, Amara being a very dark Afro-Latina mm-hmm. woman. Beautiful girl. And, yes. And Veronica Vega, who is a very white-looking, mm-hmm. <laughs> with blonde hair, pointy nose, mm-hmm. you know, Latina woman that, you know, you could easily mm-hmm. think was white, making comments, derogatory comments about the way Amada looks. And the whole thing was around around her Afro, which, if you didn't know that that Afro was fake, mm-hmm. you don't have actual working eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone... Mm-hmm. I could see from... From New York, and she was in Miami. I could see that that afro was fake. When I first saw her, I don't watch the show. When I first saw the show, I thought her afro was real. I thought her afro was real. When I first saw the show. I was like, I don't know nobody who hair grow out like that. It it, it just didn't look real to me. It looked Maybe because I'm such a wig wearer that I could could tell a unit. I'm definitely going to be honest with you. I looked at it and I said, I wasn't, I had never seen any. I was like, it looks a little different, but I don't. Is it a wig? I don't know. She also had it on. I don't watch the show. I've only seen it in different clips. So it always looked funny to me. I just thought, okay. She this seemed, is her look. This is her look because she was also very much like, I'm, I'm definitely Afro-Latina. And I thought, okay, well, she's choosing to wear her hair like this. Maybe her hair is just a different texture and it looks Well, because way. it didn't look good, right? It, I didn't think it I was a good looking... I, I was just like, I get if you want to wear an uh, Afro, that's fine, but... It don't have to look like a janky afro. It's Comb a, your afro like, like a, have your afro looking good. Style your shit. Like it's not enough to just be like, oh, I have natural hair. Your natural hair looks crazy, girl. <laughs> like it's okay to say that. Sometimes, like you can't just rest on. Well, you don't get to make a comment because it's my natural hair. I do because your natural hair looks like shit. I have natural hair as well, and I would like to think that I care about how it looks when I leave the damn house. How do we know her natural hair looks like? No, I don't think so. Which is fine. Like, I don't care. That's fine. If you want to wear an afro, wear an afro. But if you want to wear a crazy looking afro, then be... Or an afro that people don't like, then be prepared for people to talk about That's it. That's true. Yeah. Like, everybody's not going to like it. And it is what it is. So, so, so tell me again. So, we the, the other girl, Veronica, the, the more white European looking woman. Mm-hmm. And then Amara. Amara. Yes. Who was very and where is she from exactly? I don't remember. Uh, Dominican. Dominican. Yeah, okay, it's a whole another story. Yes, not a whole another story, but yes. Yeah, so then, yeah, and then so I know that she was very much, and I I felt happy. I remember reading about this and very much like happy. I think when not everyone can, not when I hear everyone claiming black, I'm like, oh, good job. But I did feel good that she was very much like pushing this thing of self love. Specifically because she knows about the colorism and the racism that exists within her community mm-hmm. towards any type of African look. Like, we don't want to be African, you know? And I felt, like, very happy that she was doing that. So I don't know how far she went, but I was very appreciative of that. 
I mean, she's a dark woman. Mm -hmm. She grew up a dark woman. So Mm -hmm. her experience is going to be shaped by that. Her mother is a very dark woman. And I feel like, and her mother's dark, but I think her mother's very clearly Latina. Mm -hmm. Whereas her, not so much. I think she could easily walk into a room and someone would just be like, oh, that black girl. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, like, black is a social construct. Mm -hmm. She is black. She's she's a Latina woman, Mm -hmm. but she's black. Mm And that's a thing. Whereas Veronica is a Latina woman, but she's not black. Mm-hmm. And I think she sees herself as black to some degree. So she feels like she has ownership over those things. People mm-hmm. didn't like that she used the word nigga. Mm-hmm. And they brought it to her and she's just like, like I'm black. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, I grew up in Miami in the hood. I mm-hmm. can say that. And people were like, what the fuck? I mean, she got a lot of flack for mm-hmm. that. Because she is a white looking woman. But then, I mean, what happens if somebody, like, looks very white, but they are black? Then you're going to tell them they can't say these things, they can't yeah. make these comments, they can't, you know? Eh. It's, as long as, my thing is, as long as you recognize the other side, as long as you, as long as you recognize all the nuances, mm-hmm. that if you're a lighter-skinned person, or if you're a Latino person, because... Then you now, understand the privilege that comes You with understand that. the privilege. Because it's like, people go, well, I can say anything I want. It's just like, listen, you can say anything you want to say, but understand that they may offend certain people. And like you said, understand the history and the privilege. Because I've been walking in the streets, and I've heard or seen everyone who is not black saying the word. And I don't say the word myself. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just like other people I know who are black and say it. And it's just like, but I can't. I can't tell someone to stop saying it because I also know it's a very complicated way. I don't really know how I feel about it. I know I feel uncomfortable saying it because it's just like, it just don't speak to me that way. I say it all yeah. the time. And I think that's fine. I don't judge people <laughs> other black people who say it because it's like, well, that just speaks to you in a way that it doesn't for me. Right. So that's fine. But I also think it's important to uh, someone of another race is going to say it. Please understand. I'm pretty sure you love hip hop and this is where the, the majority of where you're getting it from and being in a neighborhood where people say it. But just understand how it's definitely different for you than it is for a black person to say that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I I do definitely think it's still one of those issues of you don't get to say it. You are not in the club. You're not invited to the cookout. Like you are not. Well, how do you feel about Latino the... people saying it? Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. My issue with people saying it is when I'm on the, the subway and this is little group of like, you know, twelve and thirteen year olds. Mm-hmm. Every two every two syllables mm-hmm. is nigga this nigga that, and you've got this like little mixed group because those kids don't know shit about shit in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so they don't get to be a part of the club. They do not get to say it. You shut your little mouth. You don't <laughs> know anything I- about that. For them, it's just a word, and I think that there's a little bit of a freedom in that. But yeah. the problem is. That offends my mother. And so, if I want to train with my mom, and these little kids keep saying it, I'm going to tell them to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Because y'all going to have to stop. We're not doing this today. Mm -hmm. I think there is just, there's a certain irresponsibility with the way that we speak in general in public. Mm -hmm. And with that word specifically, because you have such a mixed bag of nuts of people that you're going to encounter on a day-to-day that you do need to be mindful of the things that you're saying. And if it's not important for you to be saying that word, then don't. Mm -hmm. Just don't. Just don't. Like I say when I'm talking to my friends, there's a certain... um, It's it's the word is like so taboo Mm -hmm. that it just... It feels so fun to say (laughs) it. You know what I mean? That it's just like... 
it's just like an insider thing and it's almost just liberating every time you say it yeah. that it's just like I get to say this mm-hmm. so I'm exercising that yeah. and everyone can't do it and I'm so excited that I can and it's so taboo <laughs> and I don't care and I'm going to say it That's say so it proud and, I love it that's how I feel every time I say it and if I'm not mistaken you are very careful about where you say it like I don't think you never shouted it aloud and in certain circumstances you're not going to just have a conversation like aloud on the train station or in a public place or even in mixed company and that's what anything I'm like you're just not going to catch me in the street cussing and carrying on saying anything exactly you know to a certain extent and so that to me is I would liken that to a cuss word like you're swearing when you use that word Mm -hmm. so yeah if I'm not going to be on the subway having a conversation with my friends just swearing extra loud mm-hmm. then I'm not going to be saying that word either but I'm also not going to censor myself in the way I speak with my friends and my loved ones so I if agree. we're having a conversation and Josh is there and he's white and I'm like nigga please you mm-hmm. damn straight I'll be like, like this fun. nigga yup yeah, I, I sure fun. am that's how I speak so he, he should very much know that mm-hmm. he should be aware that that's how I speak and if he feels some kind of way about it, he can bring it to me. And then I can explain to him why I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Because yeah. he's comfortable with that. Yeah. Well, I would hope so after, you know, this much time. It's just like, well, you know how we talk. And um, he should also know us well enough by now to know, you know, what, if there is any offense to be had. Mm-hmm. Any offense to be taken at all. Yeah. Um. I just want to address this Refinery29 thing yes. before we go yes. because we don't have too much time. Okay, let's get However, into it. However, mm-hmm. Refinery has erased all of my comments. Well, are we sure though? They have. We... I looked. I did I'm look. telling you, I looked. But the person... So, there's someone else who now has the name that I had because mm-hmm. I promise you, Magic Shades, uh-uh. Do you think it was I did an not accident those comments. or something? No, it wasn't an accident. I, do you know how many comments I left? So, Channing Hargrove is a reporter for Refinery29. She is a black woman. I like Channing. I follow Channing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I went, you know, I I met her at one point. We had a nice conversation. She's a nice young lady. Uh, She wrote an article about how white women were appropriating black culture in the way that they were wearing gold. Mm -hmm. Now, what I got from the article was this. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time in which black women were considered ghetto Mm -hmm. you know or hood in the way that they were wearing their gold jewelry yes that is that jewelry has now become trendy Mm -hmm. and white women are now participating in this trend and in this look and now it's considered chic and it's considered stylish Mm -hmm. whereas black women were crucified for this and called Ghetto. And explain, like, what type of jewelry was it exactly? Oh, we're talking, like, door knockers and nameplates. Yeah, nameplates. You know, I would throw in name rings yeah, or name wearing ring. a ring on every finger, that yes. sort of thing. Don't even front that that was not a thing. No one else was wearing door knockers. If you lived in the hood, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. If you were not black and you lived in the hood, then yes, you probably participated. Yeah. But let's be real, it was a hood thing. So it was considered ghetto, and it mostly came out of the black community. And, and now these designers are doing them, like the little nameplates. And, you know, we all know from Sex in the City, Carrie. Carrie with the door knockers with her name inside of them. And that what did she say about it? Yeah, did... Oh, well, it was like a comment that, you know, Aiden had gotten her a gold engagement ring. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, what? You wear gold? And she was like, yeah, like ghetto gold for fun. Mm-hmm. So people were so upset. Like with with the article, just basically calling the author an idiot. 
<laughs> and insulting her craft. Mm-hmm. One person was like, you should never write again. And th- my comment to that person, mm-hmm. they, they basically are just like, um, you know, this, this, this article is horrible. You should be fired mm-hmm. and banned from writing anything else. And I was just like, you must be so racist <laughs> that mm-hmm. this offended you so much yes. that you asked for this person to lose their job, mm-hmm. like their for her livelihood to be taken away and then to be banned from her craft. Mm-hmm. I was like, your entitlement and your privilege is jumping off the screen mm-hmm. and you need to go seek some therapy for that mm-hmm. because why are you that angry? Yes. And I was just like, it's ridiculous to me. And I also just wrote a whole bunch of other comments to a whole bunch of other people because yeah. people were just ridiculous in the exactly. fact that they didn't care to really understand what she was saying in the article. And instead, everyone was just on the defense yeah, about everyone. it. It's like 409 comments in yes. there. And I would say probably 400 of them are just negative reactions to the article. And a lot of them don't even have anything to do with what she's talking exactly. about. Exactly. That's important. Because yeah. they're like, what? I'm from Italy. And my friend, eh, stop. Wrong. She's talking about American culture. She's talking about American culture. So if yeah. you're from not America, stop already. Don't chime in and say that she's stupid if you don't understand the nuances of American culture. And but, what she's talking about. But even, you know, because I read the article too and I went through the comments, even to, to your point, people didn't seem like they really were. She was talking about specifically U.S. black women mm-hmm. who were wearing a certain type of jewelry, which right. was deemed ghetto, and now it's become popular. So, And then they were just like, a lot of these women have read a lot of uh, black women who got their first piece of jewelry when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And then she also said in other communities, like... Asians, she Italian, sure did. other Indian, communities, Indian, sure they have also been worn the jewelry, but it's a certain type of jewelry. And also, it, that was deemed ghetto, particularly worn by black people, gold. And there has been a thing like, my my fiancé, he's Italian and Jewish, and Italian people also, they, have, oh, you know, they wear their jewelry. They stay with their jewelry. And I asked him this morning, I said, Joshua, what do you, the, the gold that you have... How, when do you think it's tacky? When do you think it's over? He's like, well, when you wear too much jewelry or it's ostentatious, it's a little too big. You know, mm-hmm. he was naming all these things. He's like, I don't know about fashion, but that's when I think it's a little bit too out there. And I was like, well, I know a lot of at Indian ceremonies, they wear a lot of gold, but it's just like, it seems like just with the weddings and stuff and the ceremonies, then it's like religion, then it's cultural. Right. But outside of that, everyone who thinks if you wear too much gold, then it's tacky. Right. And I said, of course, black people have been doing this. And a lot of other people have been doing this as well. But I think particularly with the black people, because we are in a certain place and because a lot of things in fashion are definitely influenced by mm-hmm. us, it's it's a different, what is the word I'm looking for? It's just in a different place. Well, one of the comments that someone made is she's just saying, I think that it's hip hop culture. She's saying hip hop culture is trendy now. Mm-hmm. So that is why this thing is trending now. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with it being black, but it's like, but you can't deny that hip hop culture comes from the black community. Yeah. But the issue is not about, it's not just the not giving it the recognition. It's the fact that now you have all these white designers and brands who are making money off of this mm-hmm. when black people weren't allowed or able to make money off of it outside of the black community yeah. for so long because it was looked at as poor people shit, yeah. black people shit, ghetto shit. Mm-hmm. And now once you have Rachel Comey or, you know, Jeremy Scott or someone else says this is fashion. Mm-hmm. Now you have all these white women who want to do it. 
But then they also don't go and buy it from Keisha down the block. Yeah. They go and buy it from these high-end designers, mm-hmm. and it's not even real gold. Yeah. So that's what the author's talking about. Yes, that's that's when it becomes appropriation, mm-hmm. and that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah, agree. agree. She's not just saying, oh, wearing gold jewelry is appropriation of black culture. Because like, everyone was trying to minimize that's the article to yes. that's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you clearly do not read for comprehension. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going in on people. I and I wasn't. You. And I wasn't going in in a nasty way. I am way more eloquent than mm-hmm. that. Do not try to play me. I wish but I would. But they deleted all my comments. Yeah, I wish. They which, probably figured I was a can... troll because I commented on so many people's comments. But maybe not. I mean, I don't know why your comments got lost because also, too, you were in support of Refinery29, this writer who was rep- representing them mm-hmm. and was placing something well, on the Well, clearly, site. whoever is, um, you know, managing their back end doesn't agree with me. But I think it's fucked up, Refinery, that you delete the comments that you don't like. It's really fucked up. Like, you need to hear all of it. Yeah. Listen, I learned in journalism school years ago Mm -hmm. that the only response you should have when someone trolls you is, thanks for reading. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Kanji. Be glad that they're reading. I remember uh, Linda telling us, like, you guys, uh, Linda, Lydia, saying you guys need to have a thick skin. Mm-hmm. She's like, people are going to come at you. She's like, and you're going into journalism in uh, the digital age. And because when we were doing it, this is when everything was about to move on to online. And she's like, people will access your stuff faster. People will be anonymous. You need to have a tougher skin if you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Because people are always going to have something to say exactly. about you, not only what you write, how you write, who you are as a person. You need to not care about any of that. Just be a good writer. Do your homework. Do your digging. Do your research. Make sure you're solid in your storytelling. Mm-hmm. And then you won't have to worry about anybody's comments. Because mm. then they were just like, oh, can't wait to see when Refinery takes this article down. Because someone said that. I screenshotted this for proof that they actually published this. So when they take it down, they can't deny it. This one person was like, hey, I, I can't believe they didn't delete her comment. Because she's like... Oh hey, I have a what she said. I have an, another story idea for you. Why are white people using up so much of the air? How dare oh, they? Oh yes, I saw that. And one. so I comment. I can't believe they didn't take her comment down because I responded and I said, "Oh, they probably took my comments down because I was calling everybody racist and backy." Uh-huh. But um, and I said to her, <laughs> "I said you probably are using more air than everyone else because you probably think you're entitled to it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I continued to say a little bit more. Um. But yeah, I was like, some of these folks just need to be called out. Mm-hmm. One woman told, told, thought she was white and said, "Oh yes, that's right. Use your white, your white guilt and your privilege to do better than this. Go, yeah, go donate, says, donate go to buy. charity, or go help a family in need or something." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told her, "Why don't you use your white guilt and your white privilege to do something different, like read an article that makes you feel a little uncomfortable and not respond in a defensive." <laughs> I have to look at the comments again because maybe they just changed your name because some of the people said those things. Maybe they your name was oh, changed. Oh, they just changed your name? Maybe. Because hmm. I was like, uh-uh, I look like all my comments are taken down. Because I, I remember reading. Let yeah. me see if I can pull it up and I can see, but I distinctly remember some of the people. Oh, wait. Yeah, here we go. Oh, now it says Heroic Martini. Yeah. Oh. All right, so let's see. You want to see what I read? What yeah, I, 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 I remember reading that. But that's what I'm just like, I think someone <laughs> said that and they changed your name. Okay. 
<laughs> That's funny. Also, maybe they didn't take my stuff. They down. just changed. Well, name. I hope not because it would be fucked up. Thank you, Refinery, for not being that. So, Fierce Pineapple said, Channing, throwing an idea for your next article. Why do white people consume so much air? How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> I understand that being patted on the back for being such a politically correct goodie is an essential part of your mental health routine. Mm-hmm. Too bad your articles don't bring any articles, plural. Mm-hmm. So she coming for the girl's whole body of work. Mm-hmm. Don't bring any real change or suggest any solutions to her social issues. She went on and on and on. And then I said, do your homework, my dear. The author's black. And then reread the article to truly understand what she's saying before you throw your snarky comment out there. You might think it's cute, but your comments at the top were just mean and don't actually bring anything constructive to the conversation. You probably are consuming more air than everyone else. I'm sure you feel entitled to it. (laughs) Go use your white privilege for good, as you suggest. Maybe just read something that makes you a little uncomfortable without responding on the defensive and see how that feels in your privileged and entitled white soul. That was my response. Okay. (laughs) See, now that we have her name, she did comment a few times on people's. Oh, I was going in, and I did. This took up a huge chunk of my day. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't pull myself away because I was just so, just, just. I mean, I was baffled by the fact that so many people read it and did not get get what she was saying. Get the point. Are they maybe they didn't (laughs) want to? It was just like, do you not, how can you not understand? She went through it all rather quickly, but it's just like, I got it. And it was like, I in no way felt like she was generalizing or she wasn't talking about communities who already wore what gold. And there was one one comment from a person, which was interesting, which I read was talking about, um, I don't know how, how true this is. And she mentioned too, actually, she mentioned gold. And she says that she grew up, she was an older woman. She said mm-hmm. she grew up in the 80s or 70s or something. And she was like, I grew up in a very, like, white trash community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and how she, was they like, wore gold. How, she was like, we wore gold because it was it was just trashy. I don't know how big that community, maybe they didn't have as much influence over it. So I was just like, of course, there could have existed other communities who were not black who were doing the same thing. I don't know. But I thought that but one was it interesting. it still speaks to what the author is saying, yes. right? Is that this was considered a trashy thing. Yeah, a trashy thing. And it didn't become fashionable or chic or okay to do until some white people decided that it was. Yeah. And now, ooh, yay, let's do this. It's fun. We're, we're accepting of it. And let's make money off of it. Yeah. So even that person saying, well, I'm white and we did this thing. Great. Like, you might be an anomaly, and you might not be, but the point is still the same. So the article doesn't pertain to you. Yeah. It's, and she's she, not she, talking she's about it. Yeah, she's she's gonna, talking about this, all the white people. And someone pointed that out, which I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. One person was just like, listen, um, for all you folks getting angry, like if you are a white person who was wearing gold in the way that she's describing before it became a chic fashionable thing, she's not talking to you. She, did, yeah, she goes, but... Let's be honest that there are people out there that thought this was ghetto and now they think it's cute because of some Instagram influencer or whomever. She's talking to them. This article is about that. And there are more of them than there are of you. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like we talked about the whole thing with like, where was it? It was Vogue who had mentioned um, they had this article about one of the Kardashians, the Jenners. About how either she was bringing big butts back on the scene or something oh, was cool God. because she had done something. And Who, every- Chloe? <laughs> I 
No, I, I don't remember. That was and shade. I, hold on, hold on. Was it? <laughs> you know, I shouldn't have said Vogue, but it was. It was one. I think it was them. I think it was one article someone had written about the Kardashians making either, either big butts. I think mm-hmm. it was big butts. The big thing now, or something, was on the scene, and then people were upset about it because mm-hmm. they were like, "Well, black women and Latino women have had this characteristic." For a long time, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't cool and it wasn't cute. And now, all of a sudden, that right. when the Kardashians did it, then it was a big thing. Right. And it was definitely, uh, I, I really wish I could bring that, that article up. But it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very much the same thing. I would like to say, though, is it not very interesting that most of those Kardashians... Um, only they black men. <laughs> mm. But it's just like, you know, however real or fake or whatever their butts are, they want big butts. And is it a, it's a chicken or egg situation? Is it like, do you want big butts because you like black men and that's what they're into? Or do black men like you because you have a big butt? Mm. Nah, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just came up with that stupidity just now. <laughs> it just came to mind though as you were talking about it. I mean, people obviously... Talk about them dating mostly black men. It's like a, it's a roast joke at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's a chicken or egg thing, right? Because obviously Chloe's butt, that that's got to be work, right? It just uh, listen. I am a woman <laughs> who who used to be extremely skinny, and I'm still slim, but mm-hmm. I'm not as skinny as I used to be. And my butt has grown tremendously over whatever amount of time. And you can tell whether or not that's work or that's real. But if that would have happened in like a month's time Mm -hmm. and it grew like that tremendously, but also neither did my thighs or hips, I wouldn't wonder why anybody would think it did I get work. Yeah. So it's just it's the proportion, the, the proportions are off. Yeah. And then the time frame doesn't make any sense. Like no one's butt grows that big in that amount of time. Yeah. Look, I'm not checking for anybody's plastic surgery. That is your business. Mm-hmm. But just keep it real about that. If it, if it is what it is. <laughs> like you wanted a big old butt, so you went out and got one. However mm-hmm. you did. It is what it is. Oh, it was the thing about Miley Cyrus. Vogue did a while ago. What, about like twerking? four years ago. Yeah, they were talking about how big big butts were having a moment. Oh, Lord. If if it's anything, Miley, I just, I'm dead. I don't even care to know. Like, I had to explain to somebody that we have been using twerking, like, as a term for mm. a very long time. And the fact that I even had to pull out receipts had me pissed off that this person couldn't just freaking believe me. Mm-hmm. That it was like that Miley Cyrus hadn't started this thing. And I was like, because the person wasn't. 20. So I was just like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. Never have a conversation with me again. <laughs> Anywho. Mm-hmm. Um, Miley Cyrus did not invent twerking. The Kardashians did not invent big butts. And black women definitely put door knockers on the map. And with that, we gotta go. We gotta go. Yes. yes. Standrick, mm-hmm. where can people follow you? Standrick W. Do you have any other projects, anything you want to promote? Um, no, I have a GoFundMe page. Just give Stanley. No, just, <laughs> just, no, just give you money. <laughs> Stanley needs new glasses, yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I need new he, he wants another pair of Warby Parker yes, tortoise shell and frames. I don't want to pay for them myself. <laughs> Can't uh, cough up that hundred bucks. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you about can you, also darling? follow me at Always Fashion Week. You can also follow us at BlackHipsterPodcast.com. Oh, Black Hipster Podcast. Yeah. We always mm-hmm. botch this up, huh? You can also well, they should email know where to find us, us 
at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, get a copy of The Joe Berg Juggle on Amazon. Yes, darling. If you're interested in reading about fashion and the mm-hmm. fashion industry in South Africa, it's a completely fictional tale. Mm-hmm. And next week, I have no idea what we're talking about, but uh, we'll certainly be back. <laughs> in the meantime, rate Bye. us. No. Oh, rate sorry. Us. I'm trying to get rid of you guys. <laughs> rate us. I was just going to say rate us. My bad. Rate us. Yes, I was ready for the collective goodbye. Okay, now let's do it. Okay. Bye. 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 Yes.